Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today and thank you so much for your support and the feedback that I got to the pilot episode, which brings me to the latest episode on Outreach Cast. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to discuss about the nasty little changes that happen in our environment and how difficult it becomes for many of us when we try and adapt to it. A few days ago, I was holidaying and um, while I was doing that, I visited one of the galleries of um, an artist called Olafur Eliasson. Um, it was actually um, an exhibit uh, which opened me up to a lot of existential or philosophical thoughts. Um, one of the key things that happened at that exhibit was one of these um, galleries had the orange fog in it. It was completely dark and it only had the orange fog and people who were attending to this gallery had to move from one door to another. I couldn't even see my hand. It was that foggy and it was all orange in color. Now, when something like this happens in our day-to-day -day life, when a change happens, um, how do you adapt to yourself? Most of us just retrace the steps and go back to where we started. But some of us, including me, I started to figure out a way um, wherein I just took small, small little steps and I reached out the gallery after I think um, really a lot of deep thought about, you know, will I be, even be able to reach out to the um, exit door or not? Or I'll be stuck in this exhibit or this gallery for a pretty long time. I could hear the sounds of the people around me I couldn't see them. But uh, what really, really pushed me over was that I didn't want to retrace my steps back to the entry gate. I wanted to go to the exit and just experience this gallery. Um, even if um, I didn't know if I would achieve that exit door or will I even reach it um, myself or not. That entire experience um, left me with this thought that when we experience changes in our environment, do we adapt to that change and grow and find that exit door or do we just retrace our steps and go back to where we entered and just never experience that change altogether changes around us can either inspire us or they can make us feel imprisoned now one of the really interesting studies that happened in the 1970s was by a researcher called Salvatore Madi um, who worked with the then telecommunications firm Mabel. Um, the owner of Mabel, Carl Horn and Salvatore Madi knew that telecommunications going to go through a disruption phase and the organization may have a lot of change that they'll have to experience. So Salvatore Mardi and Carl Horn teamed up and they did a natural experiment for over six years on human adaptability. And what did they find? They found that one third of the people that were part of Marbell were able to successfully adapt themselves. What was so different about this third? Why were they more adaptive? Um, were they like more educated? Were they on a higher position? Were they from a different demographic altogether? What made this third adapt to Marbell's transformation easily as compared to the others? 
what Salvador Mardi said was that they were all ordinary people. They all belonged to the same demographics as the remaining employees, more or less homogeneous um, designations as well. So what made them different from the two-thirds of the other people? There was another study that happened in University of California, Irvine, by a researcher called Roxanne Cohen-Selva, where she basically tried to look at the two-thirds of the people that couldn't adapt, and they were basically shooting stars at the end of Marbell's layoff. What happened to them? That's what Rukshan in her study um, came to know about and retraced their ideas and their thoughts. What do we do when we get lost? That's what the researcher looked at. And it basically says that when we face the change, what do we do? Do we retrace our steps? Or do we move ahead? That's the difference between the third and the two-third of people that experienced the change in Mabel in the 1970s. It's an old study, um, but it is still relevant in today's phases. It's about having that existential courage at that point of time when you want to grow from that change. Don't get pressurized. It's just about taking that courage in your heart and moving ahead. One of the scientists at Smithsonian Museum, Rick Potts, says that humans may be the most adaptive species in the world. With changing environments, humans started to think creatively, imagine novel solutions to survive threat. We have social brains where we have shared, created, and passed on knowledge to each one of us. This social brain has more or less evolved to build in this capacity to adjust to a changing environment. Almost 10,000 years ago, instead of adapting, the, adapting to the environment we lived in, what we started to do was change the environment to adapt to us. We started to settle in, bring in our communities, build in our cities, countries, and what we see the present world to be. This is what a human capacity is all about. We have capacity to build in cultures. We like to live in them. However, if you take note, um, in a shorter time scale, it's difficult to adapt. When change is so rapid, how do we stay relevant? What do we need to do to be good at trying new things? With experience and scale, do we also not need to be adaptable? Do we always want to be predictable? Or should we also adapt to the change? Should we embrace the change and grow from it Adaptability is the latest skill set that has been asked for anyone and everyone to survive in this world today. We need to be quick to read and act on signals of change. 
it is an era of disruptors who basically bring on new things innovative things um that basically makes it difficult for the old and the earlier values to remain relevant if we look at the 90s when telecommunication was mostly held by one company like nokia it had the highest market share if we move to the 2000s we'll notice that with the advent of new companies new technologies what happened was that nokia struggled to re- remain relevant it needed to adapt itself and it did but that's what's needed we need to be more adaptable we need to look at change as a way to survive in this world it's important it's difficult but we all maybe can do it adapting to change can be very hard we are all creatures of habit why not work on an autopilot every day um of our lives when change happens we have to be more intentional have to be more conscious when making choices and we are not very big fan of uncertainty so what do we do um when we go through a change in our lives first thing is don't pressurize ourselves to you know give in to the change you know it's it's okay if you're not feeling positive about that change around you it's absolutely fine focus on your frame of mind do you want to have that growth um in your life where you do something challenging and get out of it and be more resilient or we retrace our steps and move back to our comfort zone that's what's all about we grow we become more resilient as we endure the change around us we need to always take care of ourselves when change happens stick to your wellness routine do your exercises do what makes you feel happy connect with someone just talk to someone when you are experiencing this change i'm talking about these four um habits because of the kind of change we are experiencing around the world we all be it in our apartments be it in slums be it um in our offices be it in schools and colleges in various different social institutions we are all experiencing a change in our lives and to move ahead from this change is we are not supposed to retrace our steps we need to move and endure it and excel from it that's the focus that's the mindset that we need to have when moving out of this phase so how do we adapt to change in our everyday lives what should we do small little things that will build in us a habit to adapt how do we choose between what's more comfortable enjoyable and attractive versus what's better for our future psychologists say that we need to improve on our self control 
And this can be done by doing some self-nudging choices. Nudging out of your means addressing the action gap, what we intend to do and what we actually do. So when you are adapting to change, you are basically building some new habits. So for those new habits to be inculcated in your day-to-day life, you need to set those alarms, you need to set those reminders, and you need to set those prompts. You need to see a different framing for that change in you. For example, when you're climbing different flights of stairs, we need to look at each flight of stairs as a chance and opportunity for us to increase our life expectancy. Things that are more comfortable for us need to become less convenient for us. So that ice cream box that you have, try to keep it at the back side of the refrigerator and have those walnuts and almonds a little ahead so you can reach out to them before you actually reach out to those ice cream. Increase accountability. Build in that self-commitment in you. And if that doesn't work out, your social pressures from your friends can always work out. So when I was trying to do yoga, I had an intervention from my friends. When they saw me not doing it at all for like almost a month, I kept saying that I'll do it. So then I had my social pressure. I had my friends coming to my door and be like, let's go out and let's do yoga together. That's building in social pressures and increasing our self-commitments. And with that, increasing accountability in our lives. So guys, next time when you are in a gallery of life, which has that orange fog, you should think about not retracing that step back to the entry gate, but taking in small little steps to move to the exit gate. Before we tune off today's episode, I would again remind each one of y'all to join the Ask Twice movement. The movement is about reaching out to your colleague, your friends, your family members, and asking them twice about how they are doing. Because the first time they might think it's a courtesy ask, and the second time they might genuinely feel that you are caring about them and asking them about their well-being. So ask your friend, ask your friend, family members, and ask your colleagues how they are actually doing. Ask twice, guys. Until the next week now, please do share your feedback. Please DM me. Any comments would be welcome. Thank you. Until the next week. Bye.